0: What's up, guys, and welcome to Wolfie's Gaming Den. So, last time I was here, I told you guys uh, I was going to tell you something funnier than 24. The answer is 25. All right, well, enough of that cheesy, terrible joke. I just had, I I made a commitment, okay? I said I was going to do that thing, and I did it, damn it. Um, But here we are. It's the 25th episode. It's the first episode of 2020. Um, it's, it's been a while, right? It's been about maybe a month, almost two months, maybe. Uh, the holidays are over. I hope everyone enjoyed them. We are rolling into a new year. Um, you know, so I'm hoping that things are going to be a little different here, right? So one, I, I think I'm going to not worry about scheduling things, right? Like this is supposed to be fun. Uh, so I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to have fun doing this. Fun for me, at least. If you guys enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, you don't. I understand. Um, but so a lot's been going on. I mean, I'm, I'm still doing the same job, right? Like my everyday work, but, but my hours a little more flexible here now that I'm working, you know, the occasional Saturday, which gives me the occasional day off in the middle of the week, which I can use that occasional day off to record and put out a new episode if I've got the time. Right. So that'll be nice. I give myself a little break here. Um, that way my weekends are my weekends. (laughs) Those are important. Um, so I've got that going on, you know, um, but, anyway, this time around, I, I, you know, another thing is, the holiday season, I've noticed over the years I've watched the industry, uh, it's a slow time when it comes to video games, right? I mean, everyone's busy with families and whatnot, and that's all fine and dandy, but the biggest things really going on with video games in that time are the game releases and the game awards themselves, Um other than that, new sites aren't pumping out too much because not a whole lot's going on. And probably the most prevalent thing you'll see on those sites like IGN, Polygon, Kotaku, and whatnot, unless there's some ma- major scandal going on, which, if these people aren't working, that's probably not happening too much, right? Um, not much to report when nothing's going on. Probably the most prevalent thing you're going to see anyway, I was, as I was saying, are video game reviews. So it's like, what am I going to do? Talk about IGN's review of Pokemon's. Like, it's not like they said there was too much water this time around so who cares <laughs> um so oh geez this is getting loud i don't know I'm, I'm testing a new thing i don't have headphones this time around to kind of monitor the audio levels um just the last pair uh i can't remember what happened they broke but um and i'm just i've been a little too cheap and a little too lazy to go pick up a new set honestly it's just because i've had other things i'd take care of like you know adult things. So I've been holding out. Eventually I'll get around to it so I can kind of monitor where all the noise and whatnot's coming. Um, But anyway, uh, so this time around, I really want to focus on one aspect that actually came out of the Game Awards, and that's the Xbox Series X. I really want to talk about that. uh, Because, you know, I've done a lot of focus on Nintendo and PlayStation. I haven't done a whole lot with Xbox, I feel like. So I feel like, you know, they they deserve some love. I, I have a I am an Xbox fan. I am a fan of all things when it comes to video games, typically. Uh, I'm a fan of PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox. Now, while Xbox is the only console I no longer own, that was just due because I didn't play it. There was no sense to me having it sit here not to play it, but I can still appreciate what Phil Spencer and the gang do over there um, in Seattle. So... Without further ado, we'll get to the regular roll here of uh, This is Wolfies Gaming Den, a video game podcast where I, your host, Alex Wolf, talk about the latest video game news and timely related topics. Uh, you can find the show here on anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. If you're a fan of the show, be pre- sure to drop us a like, a review, um, and a rate or whatever metric system is available on your local listening not local but your preferred listening service Um, if you like to follow the show and see what's going on we've got our instagram well our my instagram page uh, over at wolfies gaming Den, or follow me on twitter at wolfies game Den. Um, but without further ado let's just jump right into it so the xbox series x what do we know Right? What do we know here? Formerly known as Project Scarlet, the name was officially dropped by Phil Spencer at last year's The Game Awards. Uh it's still on track to come holiday twenty twenty. Um you know, they we gotta look at the console, we gotta look at the new controller as well, and we got a few more details on what the system can do. Uh first initial off when they announced this console was so- um uh, Sinua Saga Hellblade 2, which looked absolutely gorgeous and from what I understand was running in engine on the Xbox Series X. So let's let's talk about the name first and foremost cuz that that has me excited. So to clarify, this is just called Xbox. It's not called the Xbox Series X. The Series X is the type of model. Okay? It's like your 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 iPhone or your Samsung, right? It's they're all Samsung Galaxies. They're all iPhones. They're just different types of iPhones. At the end of the day, they are the same core thing. The internals are just better. And that's where Microsoft is not Microsoft, Xbox is really going. I I like to if you guys haven't noticed, I really like giving credit where credit's due. Like this isn't a Sony thing. It's a PlayStation thing. This isn't Nintendo's a little different. This is a Nintendo thing, but this isn't a Microsoft thing. It's an Xbox thing, right? Like these are those teams. These are those people working on this kind of stuff. So I like to really get that nice representation. I don't like saying Microsoft or Sony. Anyway this is I, this really goes with the Xbox idea of creating an ecosystem, right? Really kind of dropping and breaking down those barriers of having if you've got an Xbox One, you can't play your Xbox One games on the Xbox um, the new Xbox we'll call it Xbox Series X just for simplification. Um on the Series X whereas the games coming out on the Series X, as far as we know, will still be playable on Xbox One, creating that ecosystem. They'll just have better, you know, Better looks and some maybe some extra features here and there that aren't available on the the everyday Xbox One um, consumer. But, uh, X yeah, God, tell you what, the names get me all tripped up with the Xbox Series X, the Xbox One X, the Xbox One. Uh, Damn, good Lord. It'll be nice when we can just call them Xbox, Uh, and that's like the norm. (laughs) But um, they're doing a good job of it. They're really sticking to that message which i like i think that's what a big thing that xbox needed was a bit of consistency here um and not the consistency that was not really putting out any first party titles for such a long time but i digress (laughs) um anyways we have that now the look It, it looks as though it's just a a short pc a short PC gaming tower so it's nothing overtly huge it's nothing flashy It doesn't look like your typical console Um, which again I think it really goes hand in hand with the message you're trying to send Um, so that's nice it's really just like a black short monolith figure with an Xbox button and a disc tray and then two vents on each end I believe if not just on top I didn't didn't do a full like 360 degree view of what it looked like Um, so that is there Uh, I think it looks sleek. I think it looks nice. And, you know, consoles don't really need to be anything fancy. I don't care what, like, necessarily what my console looks like. That's a lie. I kind of like the special edition ones, you know. Like, I have a 500 million limited edition PS4 Pro. I didn't need that thing, but I wanted it because it looked nice and it was real pretty. But anyway, my point being, you don't need, you know, need, quote-unquote, a fancy, fancy fancy-looking console. If it can play your games and it runs just fine and it doesn't look you know, dastardly ugly on your entertainment center. Who cares? Um, So that's there. Um, The new controller has me stoked because I've always felt Xbox controllers are a little too big for my tiny hands. Granted, my hands aren't like tiny. I feel like they're normal size, but damn, that says something when the controller is too big for for the average sized hand. I remember watching, um, it may have been Electric Playground or Judgment Day um, on G4, one of the two, and... Victor Lucas was going around during a presser for WWE games. I can't remember what game was coming out at the time, but he interviewed, he was talking to Kane, and they put Kane, uh, who, if you don't know, is like seven foot tall, uh, seven foot two maybe. He, he's a big, big man. Uh, he's a, they placed the original old Duke controllers in his hand, and he said even he said those controllers were too big. And I feel like while Microsoft... No, While I feel like Xbox has done a good job of getting the size down, you know, and making it a little more comfortable, for me, they're still a bit too big. Anyway, this time it's a bit smaller, which is nice. The big, um, the divot where the Xbox home button, the Xbox, yeah, the Xbox home button on the Xbox One controller, it's it's not there, it's just even, like, and there's just a button. So I think that's fine. I mean, it didn't need to happen, but they did it, like, and it's not a big deal, um, that's there. Biggest news to come out of it is that there is a share button on this new controller, which is really cool. So if you all remember, uh, you know, when the Xbox One and the PS4 for first launched, sharing, streaming, and screenshotting almost instantly were a huge deal. Where PlayStation went the route of adding a button onto the controller that allowed them to do it pretty quickly, the Xbox at the time was relying on Connect, and you were using voice commands to start. Hey, Xbox stream this, Xbox record that, Xbox screenshot this. Um, that was their purpose. Years have gone by, and obviously the Connect is all, all but you know, non-existent on the Xbox One, um, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be something to come back with the inclusion of the share button on the controller. so now players will be able to create content and capture those moments extremely quickly, which is nice and something that, in, a, in, a, in an age where content creation and streaming are you know king. So that'll be really cool to see how they utilize it. I hope it functions just as well as PlayStations does if not better, um, especially with the mixer service um, they utilize. You know this is, this will be huge for them to really kind of help it make it extremely accessible to become the have a chance to become the next ninja i'm not gonna say everybody's gonna be the next ninja uh, but i thought that was really cool um what else we got here uh, another thing with the controller is like it's also backwards compatible so all xbox one accessories will work on the xbox series x but this controller will also function on both Windows 10 10 enabled PCs and the Xbox One. So you can buy this new controller, it'll work right out the box right away. That's insanely cool, really nice. It's, again, creating and solidifying the idea like this is an ecosystem where everything just works together. Much like how your Apple Watch works with your, your iPhone, works with your Apple Watch, your AirPods, your MacBook, they all work universally in some shape or form. But it doesn't matter what kind of iPhone you have as long as it can take the the latest firmware update, you know. And that's, you can have an iPhone 6 and those things will work. So that's awesome. Um, Really good for Microsoft Xbox. I'm going to get better about it. I really want that to be a thing. Um, I think it'll be really good for Xbox to have that. And it's nice to see something that will happen. And maybe we'll see it in future iterations of other consoles. So anyway, going forward here. um, So that's about the controller. We talked about the name. We talked about the look. Um, what else we got here? I took some notes down because there was a lot, and I wanted to make sure I covered all of it. If you guys didn't notice before, I had an episode twenty-five actually already up. I wasn't too proud of it. I felt it was kind of half-assed. So I was like, "Man, I could do better." I had a lot more to talk about, and I didn't get around to it. I don't know why. I lost track of my thoughts. So this time, I'm taking my time with it. I took some notes. I'm keeping up with things, guys. Don't worry. This isn't like my last episode. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going off the rails. I'm going to say what I want to say. There's no structure to this. I'm pissed. This is me being a little more calm. It's late. I've got a nice little drinky poo here with my dead guy ale rogue provided by good friend Logan Hupel. Appreciate it, buddy. Ooh, that's good. Honestly, I don't know what kind of... I'm assuming it's a an ale but like i don't know if there's like a certain type of ale it's just called dead guy ale so i don't know if that's the name or the type of the type of beer it is Uh, i'll log into untapped at some point tonight and check it in and see what it's all about but yeah so that that's my thing now of course the um uh a big thing about the system is what can the system necessarily do what is it what kind of power are we dealing with here um so of course the xbox series x will support 8k gaming uh it can go up to a 120 frames per second um typically sitting around 60 though just depending on the game and you know 60 seems like it's going to be the standard but 120 frames will be available um it is fully backwards compatible uh with just as much as the xbox one was so that's really cool to see that they're not dropping that anytime soon um i was a little i was i was not concerned but i was curious to see if They would only go back as far as Xbox 360 titles with this. Um, But no, it seems like they're going to keep the original Xbox titles as well. So that's still pretty cool. Really fun to see. Um, Crossplay will be available on Xbox platforms as well. It looks like you can, uh, much like when you pick up and go between your PC, if you're playing on Windows 10 PC to the Xbox app on a game and go into your Xbox One, you'll still be able to do the same functionality going between either of those three on an Xbox Series X. Why would you Why would you have a Series X and an Xbox One at the same time when they all work together? I don't know, but it's cool that you can do that. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, overall, if Phil Spencer's killing it. He, he's doing a great job. You know, uh, the Xbox One when it launched was uh, w- was not great, and it's taken a while to get it uh, to get it together with first party titles really being a consistent thing. Um, and really getting the system to operate in a way that was consumer-friendly and, you know, really put, felt, made gamers feel like they are at the, for- the forefront. But, you know, with years of putting out top-tier service, like, you know, just making sure Xbox Live is still one of the best online services you can you can have and the implement- implementation of Xbox Game Pass and Mixer becoming, a, you know, a new focus for them and really uh, chugging along with that, they, they laid the groundwork for what that they needed to do to help, you know, make a strong 20 a strong next gen appearance. So, good for them. I'm excited to see what they do this time around. That'll be awesome. In all honesty, the way they're doing this, the way of this having So, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show or not, but in the past I've had this idea that Xbox would eventually just drop being a, you know, hardware, right? That they would be Simply a service-based thing, and they would put their services on other consoles, such as like uh, Nintendo. This really came to be when it was rumored that Xbox Live was going to be used on Nintendo services um, and things of that nature. I and then the implementation of like certain Xbox exclusive indie titles, like Cuphead and Ori and the Blind Forest, coming, coming over. I thought, like, man, it, it that would be a great idea. Like stop worrying about the hardware. You guys have always excelled and I mean excelled when it comes to services. Just put your services and other stuff. Make your money there. You can still make, you know, Xbox like still keep your Xbox game studios, right? Like keep that there. And just put those games on other consoles, like the Nintendo Switch, like the PlayStation 4. So it it's all there. You still get your You still make your money, right? You still get your bread and butter, which is your services, and you still get to put out games. Uh, No one really has. I mean, the only only people you're really dropping are the console manufacturer people and like uh, some of the people that work on the firmware for the console. But you take those talents and you put them into the game development. or the online services department and really help with that, then I think you've got to sell our team. I can't imagine those people would be too upset that was going to happen unless it was like a ma- massive loss of jobs and like, or they're not getting paid enough or they're just not qualified for it. Who knows? But I, I think that would be a good idea. And I thought that would have been really cool to see. But I feel like with how they're creating this ecosystem, that we may no longer really see at a sooner. I've always expected this to happen, but this is happening sooner you know, a real console versus like competitors, right? I don't think we're going to see Xbox, and Nintendo, and PlayStation all being competitors at this point. Xbox is just looking for a place to put their games on, right? Um, they're on PC, right? You don't have to own an Xbox to play Xbox games. You can get a PC and do that and play your exclusives there. Done deal. You can do that now. And they're not hiding that fact by any means, um, as evident by Game Pass. Um, so... I think that they, what they've done really cool wise is kind of flip the script of what Steam or the guys who are at Valve were doing with Steam machines, right? Whereas they're trying to bring PC gaming to the console, that's hard to do. PC gamers already have it pretty well made, you know. They've got they've got their monitors they have their PC builds and they builds and they can maximize their settings and everything. Why would they want to downgrade? Um, and console it's hard for console gamers to really kinda understand not hard for console gamers, but some console gamers don't necessarily see the appeal of having a PC when they can just buy a box and it plays it all. So why don't you try to cross that border? But again, the PC gamers are the only ones that really kind of kept up with what the Steam Machine was doing. So with the everyday consumer being told, oh, there's a Steam Machine you can buy. They're like, what the hell is that? Who cares? Xbox, though, is taking something that is, they're going opposite. They're taking console gaming to PC-like, to a PC-like field. So now, Xbox, uh, the Xbox faithful, will be buying an Xbox Series X. They'll have a glorified, what looks like a pretty much a PC tower in their living room. They can play these games on a PC, and they'll carry right over with the majority of the first party titles. But eventually, I, I imagine those lines will be blurred. But it's really cool to see how they've done that, and I think they're doing a, doing in a real, doing a really, really good job of getting that transition down. And I, I'm, ex, I'm excited to see how it leads and if it, we see a shift going into 2021. Obviously not 2020 with the console probably launching like October, October, November um, of this year. So 2021 will be where we really see the effects happen. Um, so th- those are my thoughts on the Series X. I'm pumped. Will I buy one at launch? Oh, wait. You know, I've, I've bought an Xbox at launch multiple times now and i i never end up using it all the way so there i'd have to be really be sold as to why i should play that more than my playstation to justify having it except for the exclusives and even then you know i will i i need to see what they do with these first party uh they what these developers they've purchased and what kind of first party titles we're putting out because right now all i can see you know you've got an obvious gear is probably coming here soon coming not soon but a Gears coming halo 5 and halo 5 I always keep getting halo 5 and halo infinite mixed up but halo infinite um and now hellblade 2 i didn't play the first hellblade i need to but i didn't um so i'm not really like oh okay yeah these games are great but i'm, I'm not sold on anything quite yet um but something else I want to talk about, and it's only because it's something I'm playing right now, and I'm not understanding where all of the love has really come from, coming from. So, right now, what I'm trying to do early twenty twenty is really kind of go through the games I missed out on last year, which I feel like I'm constantly doing. I'm kinda constantly feeling like I'm constantly a year behind in gaming <laughs> um, when it comes to actually playing the games. So, I kicked it off with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I was excited because, one, Rise of Skywalker came out, so I was pumped. I want more Star Wars. Um, But I've also been wanting a a fun single-player story-driven Star Wars game to play since Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2. And I loved both of those games. Now, granted, I probably have a a flipped reaction to most where I prefer The Force Unleashed 2 than I did The Force Unleashed. Simply because I felt the game was crisper, gameplay was better... Uh, my only real complaint is how short the game was, but I'm like, you know, that happens. It is what it is. But anyway, so Fallen Order, I just, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. Like, I'm enjoying myself, I guess, to a degree. Like, it's fun to play to a, to a point. So, we are on the cusp of a new console generation, right? And Respawn is, you know, done fairly well with Titanfall, uh, one and two and Apex Legends, and both of those games, all of those games look you know gorgeous in their own right. Whereas Star Wars, I feel like it's the graphics quality is weird. So the droids, like BD One and the Astrum droids you see in the game, those look, those look phenomenal. They look great. Everything else though looks like they have a massive like fuzzy film over them, and I don't quite get why. But like any like the Wookiees don't look great which I guess I understand a whole lot of fuzz going on there a whole lot of hair textures hair in video games is hard to nail um but it's just like everything else looks just kind of low quality um so I don't get what's going on there but there's there's constant texture pops and it's like man is this game trying that hard to hit that 4k like resolution so, and you can go in the settings and cap it to where it's at 1080p and it's locked at 60 frames per second. But even then, it's still like, this Dell doesn't look great. Like, it's still not there. And I fiddled around with the settings on the game, I fiddled around with the settings on my television, and I still was just like, man, I'm not impressed by anything right now on a visual aspect, at least. Like, okay. Um, when it comes to gameplay, though, it's Dark Souls Light like I guess I don't know. So it's still fast-paced action, right? Right? It still keeps up the same kind of combat pace that the Fortune Unleashed had. Um but at the same time it has some of the the tropes you've seen in Dark Souls game, whereas like there's meditation circles everywhere that when you go to them they uh increase all of the um you regain your health and your force meter, but at the same time and you can Oh, and you can spend your skill points there to get new abilities. But same, but then it also resets all of the enemies you've taken out on the map. Much like the bonfires and, in bonfires and Dark Souls. Um, if you die in the game, if you get back to the point where you died and you see the enemy that killed you, you get a strong hit on them. You're green, full health, your force bars are replenished, and you gain all the XP you lost before. Which is, again really cool. It gives you like, a, if you die and you go back, you get a, an advantage if you hit that character, giving you kind of a nice little reset button there. So that's really cool. Kind of nice to get you over the hump. Um, and then, you know, combat, it can be rewarding if you land successful parries, giving you nice openings on enemies, um, reflecting blasters on stormtroopers, kill them in one hit, um, which are really cool. But so, but the thing is with the parries, it's hard to do because of how the animations are so over-exaggerated, right? It's a Star Wars game. That's fine. But it's really hard to do that when none of your nothing's super precise to where you know what you can block and what you can't and if you can do that in that frame or not. It's really hard. Like, And it's not because it's fast-paced because Devil May Cry and Bayonetta are very fast-paced action games, and they still give you a nice feel of tight action. Fast-paced controls, where it can be punishing but also rewarding at times. This game doesn't have that balance, and I don't, I don't get it. Like, why go that route if that's what you're going to do? That it, it's almost, that it's almost unfair to a point, especially with how bad this fucking camera is. This camera is awful. It, it, it's, they give you a lock-on system, right, and then the lock-on, again, similar to Dark Souls, where you tag it on and you can toggle between enemies by just flicking it whatever direction but you know if it doesn't respond to when you're moving it around or if the camera goes haywire cuz the enemy is going all crazy or flying around or whatever then it doesn't do anything. You screw yourself so you can not see what's attacking you, so you can't parry, so you're constantly dying. So not only are you dying and not improving like you would in a Dark Souls game, you're dying because of silly nonsense and you have no control over it and you're stuck and you just got to hope that your camera doesn't fuck up the next time you go into a fight. That is frustrating for a game that's trying to be like Dark Souls to a, to a degree. That's terrible. Why would you do that? Don't. You, you pick, pick a lane, right? and refine it so if there's another outing in a Star Wars in the Star Wars Jedi games I, I hope that's taken care of I I sincerely hope that's taken care of because otherwise it's just not gonna be fun um so there's that uh the story kind of plays it safe you know like really safe it's very it's very Star Wars. You know, you've got your three core characters. They're on an adventure to stop the Empire. They'll meet people along the way. They have some spats, and there's one character that's kind of the level head of it, but that character also kind of has a flaw. Um, the villain has got a connection to one of the crewmates. And it's it's like, come on. you You can play this game, and you can kind of just call it shot for shot for shot if you've watched at least one of the three trilogies in Star Wars. And it's like, man, man, come on. How hard do you try here? Like, after playing games like The Force Unleashed, where, you know, it took a big risk because you're playing as Darth Vader's secret apprentice in a time that wasn't really explored between episode three and episode four by anything at that time. um, You know, you're going in. You can take risk. You know the outcome, right? But you still get to see and try new things and see what it's like. This game does not do that, and it's like, why not? This is unexplored territory. You are playing as a Jedi Padawan that escaped the massacre of the Jedi Order, right? You you should have plenty of moments like that where you your character's teetering with the dark side or questioning like why they he why bring back the order because apparently it 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 didn't work out super well. You know, there's tons of things to explore with this character, but they play it so fucking safe. And it's like, why? Come on. There are plenty of Star Wars, like, expanded universe things you could read, research to help pull from, to help, you know, inspire, and it's just not, it's not there. And it's like, all right, whatever. So, and it confuses me when I read all these reviews talking about plot twists, and I'm like, what fucking plot twist? None of these are shocking. None of these are, like, groundbreaking. This is all pretty play-by-play Star Wars. Like, come on. You know, it. not saying they're bad reviews. I just disagree with them on a good level there. So it's, I don't know. Um, so that's there. The Force abilities seem kind of restrained. Now I get he's a Jedi Padawan, right? He didn't, you know, he's not by any means a master or a hell even. He's barely a Jedi Knight, <laughs> you know. But after, again, playing. sorry, I'm going to compare this to the Force Unleashed a lot because it's the last comparable thing, really to this kind of a Star Wars game. Um, with the Force Unleashed, you had your Force Push wiped out waves of enemies, right? It wasn't just a light push. Uh, you know, it knocked them the fuck over. Um, you had your Force Lightning, your Force Dash to kind of move around quickly. You could uh, hold and levitate things, push them and pull them and manipulate whatever way you wanted them to. Whereas this game, you have your Force Push, it upgrades slightly, it'll stun enemies to a degree, um, you have your your slow, where you can freeze enemies for a point, um, for a short amount of time. You can pull them towards you. You can double jump, and you have a a force dash that's more along the lines of you know dodging more than it is actually dashing throughout the the level. Um, and like I, the fact that I can't just pick up a ball with the force and move it to wherever I want. I'm like, he's a fucking Jedi. He can't let the ball and just move it and throw it around in whichever direction he wants. He can do, he can pull it towards him or he can throw it away, in a straight direction. I'm like, come on, really? And so that when they limit things like that, it kind of it hurts the puzzles because the puzzles become just extremely nuanced. And it's like, I'm a fucking Jedi. I should be able to just pick up this thing with my mind and move it there. Okay, I shouldn't have to go through all these intricacies. It's the same thing with the doors, you know? You you see Jedi cutting doors open with their lightsabers all the time. This guy waves his hand past the door and he's like, oh, can't open it. I'm like, the fuck you can't? You take your gigantic beam sword and you stab that fucking door cut a hole in it right now. Right fucking now. Come on. You know, it's just like like, it's almost as if they didn't do their homework to a degree. It's like, oh, you know, we should really do that. It's a pretty simple thing to do. And it's just not there. And I'm like, what? Come on. At least in the force unleashed at the door, you couldn't open it, and you could blow it the fuck open with the force, you know. He didn't have to worry about cutting his lightsaber; he just threw it in there, like he could just push it through. You can't do that. Like, oh, this door won't open. I'm like, what's different from the other metal doors I've blown open with the force in this game? Besides, it what is it? Just that much thicker? I don't understand. So I don't know. It's like it's like it's not. It's not like it's giving you resistance. If someone comes with the lightsaber in the game and they hit it, and you can they're hitting you with the resistance there and that you can succeed that but you can't probably open a door that's just sitting still i don't get it i just don't get it um so i just feel like i was left unsatisfied like this game should be good like it should be good you know and but i feel like it's not there so i'll finish it and if my opinion changes, if something actually does happen with the story where it's just like, oh man, they went crazy, or something happens, all of a sudden the game just looks better and it just functions better, i be like, oh, well damn, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But as of right now, I'm like, I'm going to play this game and I'm going to trade it right fucking in. I don't care to platinum it. I'm not enjoying it that much. It, it, it's going to go bye-bye and then I'll move on to my next title to play I Missed it on last year with the Outer Worlds. So that'll be fun. Um... But, eh, well, and so that's what I got on that, guys. Before I go, uh, oh, I also wanted to talk about how lame it was. So I watched Sony's, this is actual Sony, not PlayStation, Sony's CES press conference, and Jim Ryan came out uh, and talked about uh, the, the milestones that PlayStation's had with their sales, which kudos to them. But then everyone was really expecting a possible PS5 review, and we got a fucking logo. Now, this is nothing inspiring. It's literally this typical P and S that have been featured since the PS2 and the PS3 and the PS4 and the PS Vita and the PSP and the number five. Like people have made mock logos like this of this thing that look dead on what he just put out. For all we know, Jim Ryan just plagiarized someone's PlayStation logo. I, I don't... Come on. I would have I would have preferred them to not even talk about it at that point if that's what they were going to show. I was like, man, all right, whatever. So that was kind of lame, but it is what it is. Uh, and also, do not forget that the there's a Pokemon-themed Nintendo Direct coming... Coming... Coming on Thursday, on the 9th. Yes, Thursday and the 9th, there will be a Pokemon-focused Nintendo Direct. It will be roughly about 20 minutes long. I'm curious to see what they talk about. I'm expecting Pokemon Home... I'm expecting maybe an update for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Nothing crazy, though. I don't think it's going to be anything revolutionary, just some new updates here and there with stuff we already have. So anyway, ladies and gents, that's all I've got for you this time around. Um, Hopefully I can be here a little more often with the new work schedule and see how that works out. But until then, I'll see you around and have a good one.